Hey there, it's Bailey Hancock, career happiness strategist, creator of The One Year Career, and your host of The Bailey Hancock Show, a podcast that helps people figure out how to make big career moves with small steps. Navigating your career doesn't have to suck. I'm here to help you learn to love the process. Hey guys, welcome back to The Bailey Hancock Show. Today we have a solo episode for you. So it'll just be me and you. And I actually decided to do this solo episode about an hour ago because I was thinking about kind of how my life has been going the last few months. And then I thought about the last year. And then I started going down this rabbit hole of, you know, thinking about my entire life as one does. And I've started to realize that very recently I've started embracing my own woo a lot more than I ever have before. And it's no surprise to me that my life is flowing pretty well right now. And I'm talking like the last two-ish months. For those of you who who listen to all of these solo episodes, you know back in May I had a miscarriage. And then I didn't mention this on the podcast, but about a month later, my little cat Fiona passed away very unexpectedly. So May and June were definite shit shows for me. But Once July hit, I started getting kind of back into my own personal flow, and ever since, things have been really going very well. So I was realizing it's no surprise that it's when I'm tapped into myself and I'm listening to my intuition and I have a daily manifestation, mindfulness, morning practice, everything starts to go well. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how I, as a self-described type A, overly ambitious, goalaholic woman balance my type A-ness with the woo that I'm incorporating more and more into my life the older I get. Because I feel like we're in an interesting phase of humanity right now where things that used to be seen as super hippie and woo are kind of commonplace these days. I mean, that goes from everything from meditation to yoga to anything that involves believing in perhaps the universe or the stars or whatever you want to call it. Um, and being able to tap in and listen to your inner guidance, I feel like we are really having a moment. It's having a moment right now. And it seems like since the secret busted into mainstream about, oh gosh, 11, 12 years ago, things have really, really kept going in that direction. And I've certainly been on that train myself. So yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about this from my perspective, since a lot of you are like me and I think you're all woo adjacent or you're open to the woo, but perhaps you haven't figured out how to incorporate that into your type A lifestyle. So let's get into it. So I figured first and foremost, it might be good to define for me what I think woo is. Some people would call this new age. Some people would call it mystical, university. I don't know. There's probably a lot of words, but woo seems to be the most common. To me, it's everything from karma to being in the flow to manifesting all of the things that involve you really tapping into yourself and listening and looking for signs and you know taking actionable, inspired steps towards your ultimate goals and your dreams. To me, that is more on the woo scale. I've started going to breath work within the last year, which if you've never done it, it's <laughs> my husband says, oh, how is your breathing anytime I go? And yes, it is technically just breathing, but it's very intentional breathing and just, just YouTube it. It's fascinating. It really moves the energy throughout your body. It almost gives you a bit of a high because you're just getting so much oxygen into your body. And a lot of us are used to kind of not breathing, which is weird, but 
you might find that throughout the day, you're actually holding your breath a lot of the time, which is not a great thing to do for your body and your brain, but that'll be a different episode. Um, so all of these woo things that I've started doing in my life, yes, one might say that perhaps it's because about eight years ago, I moved to Los Angeles where I feel like it's the woo capital of the US and it's finally caught me. Um, but regardless of whether I caught it or it caught me, I'm happy it's here. So as I think back to my life, any time that I've really been in the flow or I felt like I was tapped into the universe or just kind of everything was effortless and easy, I can pinpoint a few times in my life where I was just in it. When I was younger, when I was like childhood, I'd say, I don't know, high school and back, um, I was a master manifester and I just had no idea I was doing it. And I think kids are a lot of times much better at ins instinctually being able to manifest and dream big. I mean, they don't know not to yet, right? They haven't been told by society that that's not how the world works. Um, and so when I was a kid, I remember one specific instance. I, for some reason, one morning woke up and I don't remember, I maybe was six or seven. I woke up and I just looked under my pillow expecting there to be something there. So I'm sure this is around the time of me learning about the tooth fairy. And perhaps I thought, well, other things might just appear. If a dollar appeared for my tooth, then perhaps other, thing can, other things can show up. So I woke up that morning and I looked under my pillow expecting to see a book. That was what six-year-old Bailey wanted to manifest. See, I was type A ambitious way back then too. And it wasn't there, obviously. So I went about my day and I think I looked under my pillow for like two weeks straight. And mind you, I didn't tell my parents about this. I didn't ask them where my presents were under my pillow. There was none of that. So this was all just happening within myself. And one morning I wake up and I didn't look and I head downstairs and my mom says something like, well, d you know, did anything happen this morning? Did you, you know, was there anything perhaps under your pillow? I was like, what are you talking about? And I ran back upstairs and I looked under my pillow and there was a Bernstein freaking bears book under there. So I don't think it was until I was much older that I looked back on that being like, holy shit, I manifested the hell out of that Bernstein bears book. Um, but I totally did. I just assumed it would be there and boom, there it was. Um, and then there have been other times in my life. I mean, I discovered The Secret back in 2007, right as I was graduating college, getting my very first job out of college. And I'll be honest, I read it. And I'm like, well, this is total bullshit. And I closed it and I went about my day and I found myself throughout the day practicing gratitude, being like, oh, I'm so thankful that I found the best job ever. And oh, I'm so thankful that money just shows up. You know, little tests I think that I was doing without even really realizing I was doing it. And I ended up getting an incredible job that I had for three years right after around that time. And when I was on that initial interview call, I had pretty much um, like affirmations written out on a page in front of me. And mind you, I'd never heard of affirmations. I had never heard of affirmations prior to this. It was just, I think, something that was probably included in the secret. And, you know, I, I latched onto it. So I had all these affirmations like, I love the job, you know, insert company here. I love my coworkers at this company. I make so much money at this company. And I was just putting out these affirmations as I was on the interview call so that it felt like it was already my job. 
And of course I ended up getting it. It was a wonderful job. It was a great thing. Um, and one of the biggest in the flow times in my life that absolutely changed my life was the whole process of me moving from Florida to LA. Uh, for those of you that haven't heard this story yet, it was May of 2010 and I had recently gone through my quarter life crisis or probably was smacked up in the middle of it at that point. And I realized that I had no direction and I was really not tapped in and, you know, a lot was going on and I ended up winning money at the casino the night prior. And the next day my friend Jillian said, Hey, I'm going to a tarot card reader. Do you want to come with me too? And I was like, sure, screw it. I'm rich. You know, I'd made $200 at the casino playing blackjack. So I went, the tarot card reader ended up telling me that I was going to be moving to LA at the end of the year from Florida. And I was like, you're crazy. This is stupid. Okay, bye. And I left kind of like when I found the secret, but I got home that night and I thought about it. And the next morning I woke up and I decided I was moving to LA to be a TV show host. It literally was an overnight decision. And, uh, when I was in the tarot card readers office, she said, listen, you don't have to go. Of course, obviously you don't have to go. But if you find that things are kind of falling into place and everything's kind of tying up here, your life is no more loose ends are happening. You're just, you know, you're ready to go, then just go. And if you're finding that everything's pushing against you and it feels like you should stay, then stay. And so over the next eight months, everything I needed to happen just started happening. I was really worried about where I was going to live. A friend's brother ended up, I ran into him at a wedding and he said, you know, you should move to LA. And I was like, funny you say that I'm, I'm highly considering it. And he's like, well, my roommate's moving out in December. So we'll have a place open first of January. I was like, oh man, that's amazing. Okay. And you know, my school was wrapping up. I was getting my MBA at the time that was finishing up. Um, and the one big piece that I just couldn't figure out how to take care of was quitting my job, that very job that I had talked about just a moment ago. I loved that job. I loved my coworkers. Everything was pretty good, but I just knew that I needed to move on. I had outgrown it. It was time for me to spread my wings and fly to LA. And sure enough, come October 1st, I think the day of my three-year anniversary there, I got called into the HR office and told that I was being let go. And the funniest part about all of this was had I quit, first of all, I would be, you know, just quit without any backup plan. Like I, I had a little bit of student loan money saved to move out to LA, but like, you know, it wasn't a great strategy. Also, I was going to owe them for my grad school, which was like, I think around 15 grand at the time. So I was going to owe them money on top of all of the other things. So it, it was going to be a bad situation. That's why that was the missing piece for so long. So getting let go meant that I didn't have to pay them back for my grad school. I got severance. I think they gave me seven weeks of severance through exactly when I was going to give my notice. And that meant I got to have an extra two months worth of free time paid to wrap up my life, say, say my goodbyes to all my friends and prepare to move out to LA. So, you know, being in that flow was absolutely amazing, uh, which leads me to the times when I was definitely not in the flow. So, I get out to LA. I'm here. I feel like, what the hell have I done? But screw it. I'm going with it. I'm in the flow. And I ended up dating this guy who was not a great boyfriend. I, you know, I'm sure he's a lovely person now, but at the time we both were kind of going through some things and I got really, really, really out of the flow. He definitely thought the woo stuff was total bullshit. 
let me know it all the time. And after a while, you just start believing people, right, when they say that. And I bring this time up because it's one of many where I forgot. I forgot how magical the universe is. I forgot how wonderful it feels when you are tapped in and you are in the flow and you're trusting your intuition and suddenly you see signs everywhere and like there's all these synchronicities and life is really fun that way. But I have forgotten multiple times and I might forget again. I hope I'm past that point, but who knows? Life gets crazy and the first thing to go are these higher level like university thoughts, right? You just have to survive and live your life. So Dating him really sucked me out of the flow. It's no surprise that I had my worst three years of my career, I guess two years of my career during that time, where I was just waiting tables and bartending and having no direction and not knowing what the hell I was doing with my life, feeling like I'd made all these mistakes. Everything felt really hard, which life shouldn't feel hard. It really shouldn't. Like, yes, life is hard. It can be hard, but it shouldn't feel like you're trudging through mud upstream. Um, every day. And that's how my life felt for a couple of years there. And it wasn't until I had started working at this new company, I had this new friend in my life who was like super woo and just encouraged the hell out of me um, to just get back into it and find the magic in every day. And slowly but surely, things kind of started coming together again. And so I was back in it. And then, of course, I got out of it again when I had my final day job before going out on my own where, again, everything felt hard. I was pushing so hard and not just flowing. And all of those times, there's been plenty more, um, all of those times have been really hard because when you don't feel like there's anything bigger than you at play, this world feels really sad and lonely and it feels like what the hell is the point? But when you trust that there is more than you can see, that perhaps we are all in this together and we're all on this journey together and, you know, we're all just star parts or, you know, stardust just floating around as human beings, like that's a hell of a lot more interesting of a way to go through life personally. That's what I think. So all of these in and out moments in my life, I think, have been just good lessons for me to see that when you work with the flow and you listen to your gut and you look for those synchronicities and the magic, that really good shit shows up. And when you get out of it and you forget, you think that you're in this alone and you have to do everything by yourself, it feels like that. It feels really hard. So yeah. Um, And to talk a little bit about how I actually incorporate this woo with my type A overly ambitious nature. Um, It's funny. I kind of, I do go about my woo very, very type A-like. So for example, I've talked about it before, but I have a morning manifestation and mindfulness practice. And yes, I don't do this every day. It happens. I get out of my even like flow on a day-to-day basis. But when I'm on, I have this morning manifestation and mindfulness practice. So that's my type A self being like, this is your routine. You wake up, you do this meditation for 20 minutes, you write in your journal for the next 20 minutes. Like you have your coffee, you make your smoothie. Like, you know, that's definitely my type A-ness coming into play being like, all right, Bailey, fine. You can be super woo and manifesty, but like we need to do this on a schedule. So that's one of them. Um, I've this year, speaking of woo, gotten really into learning more about the moon phases and how that affects you on a personal level, especially as a woman, and deepening my knowledge on astrology and, you know, those kinds of things. And it's been really cool to learn more about how 
your astrological forecast like ties into your moon phases and what that means for you and how you should manifest during the new moon and release at the full moon and yada yada. It's been really cool to learn about that because to me, I just see it as data and you can better prepare. So there's the type A. It's like, all right, fine. What are we going to do with this knowledge? If Mercury's retrograde, what things should we be on the lookout for so that we don't, you know, fall, fall prey or fall victim to damn Mercury retrograde like everybody seems to. I actually put on my work calendar uh, major points in my astrological forecast. So I love the Astro Twins annual astrology forecast because for your sign, it gives you all of the important dates you should focus on for love, money, and career, which that's all everybody really cares about. And I've actually taken those key dates for career and put them on my calendar. And it's been fascinating for the rest of this year. I just did this like last week. For the rest of this year, so the next quarter, I have all of these major dates on my calendar. And it's crazy how even now I'm like, okay, great. So if this is happening on this date, I probably don't want to launch this program that date. I'll just pick this date when it says, you know, things are going to be more in my favor. Like there's an air of um, financial reward, stuff like that. So it's like, okay, fine. If this is what's going to go down in the universe energetically on this day, I'm just going to, for the sake of, you know, why not plan around it? And so, of course, I have thrown all of these dates on my calendar so that I can do just that. I also take very inspired action. And what I mean by that is, you know, you hear a lot about manifestation, just put it out into the universe and then it will be. And I personally don't buy that. I think that that's super passive. And again, type A coming through, I want action items. I want to do something to manifest. And Mike Dooley, who writes Notes from the Universe, has a really great book called Leveraging the Universe. And it's one of my favorite books to really break down manifestation and how you can actually go about it and use it really effectively in your life instead of just putting it out there and hoping it's very actionable. So the thought is that, you know, if you want to manifest something, fine. Yes, of course you have to spend time in the the way you want to feel should it come to play, you know, the way you want to feel when it happens, like what it looks like, like you imagine it, all of that stuff. Yes, we all know that about manifestation, but the inspired action piece of this and the type anus coming through is once you've put that out there, then you need to make yourself available for this to happen. So if I say I want to do 18 speaking gigs in 2018 and then don't tell anybody that I want to do that and don't practice my speeches and don't reach out to organizers and let the world know that I am available for speaking gigs and I just sit in my house, that's not going to happen. Nobody's just going to bang down my door begging me to speak. It just doesn't work that way. So putting it out there and then saying, okay, I'm going to create a speaker page on my site. I'm going to let my network know that I want to do this. I'm going to put it out there and then start taking actionable steps day by day in the direction of that dream. And so by not just wishing it and hoping it comes to be, by adding in action items and setting goals for yourself and all of that, that's where I kind of married those two, type A and woo. And really in the last few months, I've learned to lean more into my intuition. And I need you to know, if you're still listening to this episode, I'm surprised because I'm, I'm feeling very self-conscious about it to be totally open and honest because coming out and kind of 
putting something down on the table like this, like, yeah, I do embrace the woo in my business and in my personal life. It feels really scary because damn, like, you know, not that long ago, witches were being burned at the stake for doing similar things and saying similar things. Um, And so I think there's still a little bit of that buried in, in me right now. But the reason why I am making this episode and talking about it openly is because embracing the woo has literally every moment in my life that's been incredible has come during a period when I was in the flow with this. And why would I not want you guys to know that? It seems crazy because perhaps you didn't realize that this was even a thing you could tap into and do for yourself. And here I've been sitting on it, afraid of looking sillier or being ridiculed or (laughs) burned at the metaphorical stake. So if you take anything away from this episode, I hope it's that you know, there is a way to go about life as an ambitious, goal-oriented, type A, logical, realistic thinker, and also find magic in everyday moments and listen to your gut. Give yourself time to meditate so that you can think clearly and you can get good downloads from whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, your higher self. I really don't care. To me, it's all the same. Um, And I think too, when we really think about everybody being stardust, everybody being kind of of the same makeup, that it makes us love each other a little bit more. And Lord knows we need that in this world. It makes us feel like there's less us and them, and it's just we. And in business, I mean, obviously I'm a collaboration consultant, so I believe very deeply in this. But in business, when you recognize that you know, there's something bigger at play and that when you, when you do good, good comes back to you. When you take care of people, they take care of you. And so from a collaboration standpoint, it's an amazing thing to incorporate because you believe in the good in people and you put good shit out there and you do right by your partners. Then I swear businesses grow so much faster and so much more sustainably when there's collaboration behind the scenes. It just feels so much better in every area of your life, be it personal or business. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. As you've noticed, I've been a little bit more open and vulnerable on my last solo episode. So if you liked it, please let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram, screenshot the the screen when you're listening to this episode and post it on Instagram and I'll repost you. Let me know what you think because I'm about to be thinking about season two of the podcast and I realized I don't really know what you guys like and what you want. It's really hard to tell from a podcaster's perspective any sort of analytics. So I don't know if you're listening all the way through. I don't know if you like these topics. So I would love for your feedback. Please always feel free to hit me up on Instagram. My handle's at Bailey Hancock, Bailey with no E. Let me know what you think. Please share with a friend if you are liking it. And if you have any thoughts on the direction for next season, I am all ears because I do this for you guys. So have a wonderful rest of your week. Embrace the woo if you can. It doesn't mean you have to give up your type A-ness and your goalaholic tendencies. I haven't. Um, But if you can find a way for them to work together, life gets pretty fun. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for joining in.